Hey everyone, this is Victory, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Victory. Victory just released a brand new album called Glory Hour out today. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. So some Christian music news. Elevation Worship announces a brand new album called Can You Imagine? It is set to release on May 19th. It is released a brand new song called Trust in God, which is their latest single. Um, But can you imagine May 19th? A pop duo sister group called Renee just uh, got signed on Goatee Records. They were recently on the Winter Jam Tour this past winter. And so congrats to Renee. Switchfoot just announced the fall 2023 tour and this is pretty big they are doing the beautiful letdown 20th anniversary tour which kicks off the end of august so what they are going to do they are going to play front to back the whole album of the beautiful letdown and so you can catch all their tour dates on switchfoot.com like i said they will be going um, through a lot of states, and so it's going to be an incredible show because that is a fantastic album. That is an album that I grew up listening on, and it's an album literally from front to back that each song is just awesome. So check them out, the beautiful Letdown 20th Anniversary Tour. Get your tickets at switchfoot.com. Carrie Job and Cody Carnes just announced their Fall 2023 International Tour, the Blessing UK Europe Tour kicking off in october they'll be hitting places like the netherlands germany uh uk denmark belgium norway and so you can get your tickets at carryjob.com also the christian music guys will be at the 2023 uh k love fan awards this year in nashville tennessee and it's going to be an incredible weekend we are so excited for it And it's a great time to just um, talk with fans, um, get to meet some of our listeners. And um, it's going to be a joyous weekend, um, jam-packed each day with all kinds of events. And um, this year is going to be, just like last year, it's going to be amazing. And so we're looking forward to it. So if there is a, a question that you would love to ask your favorite artist, then you need to go to our website, christianmusicguys.com and go to the contact section and you can contact us, ask us, or, you know, have us ask um, your favorite artist uh, a question. Maybe it's a question about a song or, or, you know, a a tour that you liked or, or an album or a song maybe that has ministered to you, but please do that if you are interested um, in knowing about your favorite Christian music artists, and we'll do our best to get that question to them. Again, that's christianmusicguys.com. Lastly, you can check us out each week um, in the Louisville, Kentucky area uh, on 88.5 WJIE. They, their website is also wjie.org for those that are not in the Louisville, Kentucky area, but we are 
um, played um, every week on Tuesdays at 4.30 um, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so check us out and do us a favor. Go to their website, go to um, their contacts, email them, call them, and just let them know that you love to hear the Christian music, guys, and you want to hear more. Well, we recently sat down with Victory. She is a Grammy Award-winning artist, gospel um, artist, and she has an album that is has released today, Glory Hour. And um, she's worked with uh, artists, different artists, but um, one in particular, she worked with Kanye West on his Jesus is King album. And so in the interview, she talks about the story, how that all got connected, and it was a total God thing, how that was brought together and um, she has an incredible testimony, what she shares. And so, so check out this interview. Well, victory. Thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with me this evening. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's just, uh, just start from the beginning. Um, Take us on a journey. um, How you got your start in music. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, I got started in music when I was four years old. I was born into a musical family and I have, I have eight siblings and um, our parents founded the Boys and Girls Choirs of Detroit. And um, that was a prestigious choir in the city of Detroit at the time. And, um, and as a young child, I, you know, I looked up to all the other kids that got to do this important work of singing and, and, you know, just this job of spreading life and shifting atmospheres and being esteemed highly, uh, being the jewel of the whole city, you know, and, you know, to me as a kid, that was everything. And I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted in on it. And so I begged my parents over and over and eventually they, broke the rules for me. You know, you had to be six years old to join the choir and they let me join as a four-year-old. And I, (laughs) I wanted to prove, I had the need to prove that, you know, um, that I was born to sing. Like, I know the odds are stacked against me, but give me the opportunity to demonstrate uh, that this is indeed what I'm, what I'm born to do. And so that was, how my whole music career started because I didn't stop after that, not after <laughs> how much I had to make sure that I knew that this was what I wanted to do. And, uh, and that's how I got my start. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, tell us your story, your, um, your testimony. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with a name like victory, you know, I, I, I remember being young and our parents used to have us, uh, whenever we introduced ourselves, yeah. tell people what our names meant. So <laughs> it was so, looking back, it was kind of corny. But uh, like anytime I introduced myself, I would say, hi, my name is Victory. Mm-hmm. And my name means winning over the devil. And <laughs> it was cute, you know. Um, I didn't really know what that meant other than, the head knowledge of that's what it means. And, and, and then you live, you know, then you live some life and you see how intense the forces of darkness can be. And you see how 
you as a human are not above these forces. Uh, you have a limit. You know, I came to my limit. And in that limit, I discovered that, oh, that's the whole point of a savior. In that he knew I wouldn't be strong enough. He knew I wouldn't be victorious enough to face even the, the, there's a point of dark, like everyone has to reckon with, with death. But what's amazing is that I learned that mm -hmm. even death has to reckon with Jesus. Death swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's your sting? You know what I mean? And not even death is stronger than the victory that is in Jesus and in his resurrecting power. And so I learned that when I was 19 years old, after going through a traumatic bicycle accident where I, I lost pretty much every part of me that I thought made me valuable. Um, my jaw was broken and had to, they had to wire my mouth shut. Um, my face was disfigured. I broke my arm so I couldn't play the guitar. So just think like the jaws of victory are wired shut. Like I felt I had no right to call myself or identify myself as victory anymore because I was utterly defeated. Like there, I didn't know if I would even come back from this. And, but that's where I encountered the resurrecting power of Jesus. And I, developed this kind of fixation on the concept of glory because I would have never been able to behold the glory of Jesus outside of the, outside of first encountering yeah. the death of my flesh, the death of my own identity. It's like the cross, the cross is important, but it doesn't end at the cross. You know, it's like, but you can't get to resurrection without going through the cross, you know? And so I was, I was 19 and I'm 28 now. And so it was, only, it was just about 10 years ago. And which is why, you know, I feel like this album is really a culmination of my whole faith journey. You know, um, my, my artistry has really been centered around, Mm -hmm. um, revealing glory, you know, um, because like me, I thought I knew Jesus and I did to a degree, but it wasn't until I did, right. I didn't, I wasn't aware of how much I didn't know about him until I encountered, encountered him in this capacity. And, um, and so, yeah, so that, in a nutshell, <laughs> it's like how my faith became mm -hmm. and is still becoming what it, yeah. what it will, you know, it's from glory to glory, you know, it's incredible. Um, learning and becoming. God, God is so good to us, you know, and uh, he's faithful. The last few weeks I have been diving in and listening to your music and, Victory, you you have an anointing on your life, and it, you're just—it's incredible. Your style is is so unique. You know, mm -hmm. there's 
uh, not a lot of people that sound like the way you do your style. And uh, I came across, um, I guess, your a former your former band that you were in, Infinity Song. I guess that's with your siblings, and that was incredible. And I heard about the whole story of how you were mm-hmm. in Central Park, and I guess Tori Kelly is the one that saw you guys singing uh, Hillsong. Uh, United song and um, you know, I guess the rest is history from there, but that's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Tori Kelly, uh, many, many different people um, uh, came encountered Mm. us. We sang in central park for over 10 years. And, um, and after 10 years of being there was when Mm. we were signed by Jay-Z. And so, um, but during those 10 years, I mean, countless, celebrities um were happened to be in our audience and and um and we always would think that oh we're gonna today's the day we're gonna get famous (laughs) we always thought that as kids um because (laughs) oh because eddie murphy was in our audience oh because jill scott was was in our audience or you know um (laughs) but you know you know you kind of grow up and you see that uh, you know, really, even when we did get to these points of recognition and getting a record deal and all these major, you know, even in that, it never, sure. It there's still so much more, you know, and it's all about having a work ethic and doing yeah. the assignment that God gives you to do. Um because whether your assignment is in Central Park or is on tour or is on TV, you still have to show up and apply yourself to the work. And sometimes it's an all-day thing. Sometimes it's an all-night thing. And you'll yeah. eventually get past all the glitz and glamour of it all and, and have to face the fact that... Mm-hmm you know, I have a job to do, and, you know, and so, and yeah, yeah, and fame is neither here or there, you know, when, right. when you, when it boils down to you doing your job. Now you also worked with, with Kanye on his album, Jesus is King, correct? Yeah. yeah tell, mm-hmm. um, so how did, I mean, I guess, was it through Jay-Z or how did that connection come with Kanye and, and you wrote, you wrote some, some, songs on that album as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Or got to help you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I was the primary lyricist on a couple of songs on that project. And, you know, it that connection was completely divine as well in that um, um, it was completely unrelated to Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was... Uh, you know, I, my first album is called Broken Instrument. Um, and uh, this this album, you know, I, I thought of Kanye's story. Well, let me backtrack. During the time when Kanye was going around doing Sunday service, that was mm-hmm. shortly after he had this major comeback from being in the hospital and going through cancel culture and all of these things. Then he resurfaces back on the scene, worshiping God. 
And I happened to be invited to come to one of his Sunday services. And I experienced this for myself in person and see that, whoa, this is genuine. This is a genuine work of the spirit. And his testimony and his faith is, is as genuine as anyone else's. And I want to be a part of whatever movement this is. This is a dream. And, and, and in my mind, I'm like, that's the story of the broken instrument. And, and I thought to myself, man, I got, I've got to have, I've got to play my song broken instrument for Kanye. Um, because his testimony is exactly what I articulated in this song. And, uh, and so I walk up to him after Sunday service and <laughs> introduce myself and tell him about my album and my song and, and, and kindly let him know that he needs to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was busy, but he took the time to listen to what I had to say. And he's like, Oh, well, thank you for letting me know. I can't do this right now, but maybe some other time. And then someone else who's a well-known media figure comes up to him and says, Oh no, no, you need to listen to victory. Her, this, this woman is the voice of our generation. Uh, Her music is so prolific. And, and then, so Kanye just did a double take, you know, just to, uh, you know, just not just be so quick to move on. So Mm -hmm. he, uh, he was like, Oh, well, where can I listen to it? And you know, all of this, all of these things. And, Basically, to make a long story short, um, Kanye ends up being in my audience two weeks later at a mm. private concert that I did. And this this was unplanned. It just so happened. Well, unplanned by us. God, God planned it. Yeah. Um, and, okay, I have to tell the story, the crazy story of how this happened. It's, sure. it's, it's long, but... Okay, so w- when I was with, with Kanye at Sunday service, um, he, he didn't give me contact information to, for anyone on his team to play the album for them. Um, uh, he suggested that I send the album to this media personality who came and advocated for, him, mm-hmm. for, for me. And then that person would send it to him. But the thing is, I didn't have that media personality's contact information. Mm. And so I said, you know what? Instead of sending the music to this man, how about I send it to Robert Smith? I was invited to Sunday service by a gentleman whose name was Robert Smith, who I happened to meet just the day before. And so uh, I thought Robert Smith was a part of Kanye's team. Uh, because he invited me to Sunday service. And then right. what happened was uh, there hap- there's another gentleman by the name of Robert Smith, who is a billionaire. And um, he's one of the richest African-Americans in um, uh, alive. And yeah. so when I said the name Robert Smith, Kanye thought I was talking about the billionaire Robert Smith. And so he was even more impressed. Yeah. Um, that Robert Smith got me into early <laughs> service when I was just talking about the gentleman who invited me that I met sure. the day before, whose name was Robert Smith. So anyways, um, suddenly he's 
impressed. And he's like, oh, well, will you be at Robert's um, party this summer? And um, I I said, I think so. Hopefully I can get there. And so he's like, okay, well, you can play the music for me at the party. And so anyways, I thought it was a loss. I thought, man, I don't know about a party. I, you know, maybe this Robert Smith guy who I just met could get me into this party. I don't know. Turns out that I had an opportunity already on my calendar for a party. And I didn't realize that the person who was hosting this party was the billionaire Robert Smith. And that he, it was already on my calendar to be at that party and Mm. to perform a concert. And I had no clue like I just had no clue uh, who whose event that was on my calendar. It was it was far out. So, anyways, as I was saying, it's a long yeah. story. But any essentially, what happened was at that party, I sang, and Kanye wasn't there for ninety percent of it. But he walks in right before I sing my last song, which my last song was broken instrument and he sits right in front of me on the front row of the whole concert as I sing broken instrument mm. and it the whole audience I had a standing ovation and and then from the stage I kind of put pressure <laughs> I kind of told everyone the story of how I met Kanye several weeks ago and I told him he needs to hear the song Broken Instrument and now he's listening to the song Broken Instrument and I don't know what it means but we need to work together. So essentially after that he came up to me asked me for my number and said we need to get in the studio and work together. And we were in the studio working together about a month later and that's when he played um, several of the songs that were in their primitive stages um, from Jesus is King, and he told me the whole vision. And it was clear that God sent me to to work on that music yeah. um, with him and to support him in that. And so, and so, yeah, that was one of the most challenging projects I've ever worked on in my life. I bet. I, it was boot camp. I grew as an artist. I was writing about three songs a day. Wow. And most of them were thrown away. Mm. And... <laughs> It was, but you know, that's why I was going back to saying like, you know, once you get past the fanfare and the prestige and the fame of it all, it boils down to work ethic and having an assignment that can be entrusted to your hands and stewarding that assignment every day. It could be all day. It could be all night. Um, But having the capacity to follow through and bring and push something through to completion. And that's what it's all about. I mean, whether you're in the central park or you're, or you're in Kanye's studio, it's just, it's, it's, it's all the same. Yeah. That's great. Well, you have a album coming out. Uh, This will air on the release day of your album, glory hour. This Friday, May 5th. So tell our listeners about Glory Hour. Yeah. So the idea of Glory Hour is that every 24-hour time period, we are reminded 
that darkness does exist. But we are also reminded that it cannot remain in the presence of the sun. As soon as the appointed time comes, all of darkness is swallowed up in glory. And so essentially, I want to provoke people to have hope and believe that the appointed time for all of darkness to reckon with glory is coming. And it might get intense. You might find yourself at different hours of the night. Certain hours of the night are darker than others. Our job is to wait. It's to wait on the Lord. Our job also is to light a candle of hope with the flame of faith. You know, we no one has the power to be the sun and, and eradicate darkness. Only Jesus can be that. Mm-hmm. But we do have the power to make it a little less dark by lighting candles of hope and expectancy. Trusting that at any moment, the sun will come on the scene and make all things new. This is what Glory Hour means. Many of these songs were written during the pandemic, the darkest points of lockdowns and all of the loss, people dying, careers dying, contracts being canceled, all so much. But I believed that this darkness will have to answer to glory. And however dark it, just know that if it's intense in its darkness, that's how intense it's going to be in its glory. Mm. You know, yeah. it's not, oh, if, if it's just, if it's, if it's just a little bit dark, okay, there's a corresponding glory. For, but if it's really, I mean, just think of how dark it was when Jesus died on the cross. Intense, but it has nothing on the intensity of the glory that comes as a result, you know? And so, and so I, I want to inspire people I want this album to be what people listen to while they wait for the glory hour in their life. And there's, That's there's, uh, Victor, there's a lot of people right now waiting for their glory hour. Uh, yeah. You were talking about, you know, we, we're, we wait upon the Lord and then that's, I tell people all the time, that's a hard thing to swallow because, you know, we, we want it on our time. We want God yeah. to, to come through now, God, you know, I have to have an answer at 12 o'clock and it's 1159. He's like, nope, <laughs> I'll make you wait. It's not, you know. And so, yeah, it's it's the whole the whole journey of our faith is is waiting upon him. And uh, he, he will come through, but only on his time. It's never on our on our time. That's it. That's it. The appointed time. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, your your latest single, just uh, just like in heaven, would you tell us um, about that? The process of writing that and the story behind that one. Yeah, absolutely. Just like in heaven, um, 
So I was, most of these songs were, they started off as spontaneous worship songs where I didn't think I was writing a song. I just sat down and started expressing utterances and groans and Mm. phrases. And I just had the recording going in case something came and I had like this 30 minute recording um, of all these prayers and melodies and whispers and, and the whole recording started like me just rubbing the strings of my guitar mm-hmm. and breathing like, <laughs> like for five minutes, just in like that, it was like a chant. It was like, yeah, don't you know that that's, we took that and sampled it, and that's how we opened up the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, every bit of that experience was then consolidated and edited into this, like, Holy Spirit experience of prayers and yeah. expressions, and then just put poetry on top of it. You know, I was in, I was at the time reading a book by um, pastor Bill Johnson called hosting the presence. And I was so inspired by some of the themes in that book. As I was worshiping, I was fresh off of that inspiration. And then, uh, and then I, asked my younger brother, Israel, who is a producer and also did some producing for Kanye. Um, I asked him, I said, listen, I need all the kids singing this song. Would you make me a beat for the kids? And he's like, I got you. So he like made something super like edgy. And then I wrote a poem that went with the melodies and everything. And I, I went and shared the poem of this song, all the lyrics of the song with Kanye. And he's like, nice. What's the name of this song? And I said, Oh, I said some long name, like in the same way on earth, in the same way as it is in heaven, some, something long. And he's like, why don't you just call it just like in heaven? Mm. And I was like, good idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that. (laughs) there's like all these little pieces of how the song came to be uh and the origins of it yeah that's great uh Mm -hmm. so this is a fan-based uh podcast and so we will let our listeners know who we have coming up who we are interviewing and so we had a fan of yours reach out her name is allison from palm beach florida and she's nice. wanting to know the story behind the song El Shaddai. Yeah. Not to yeah, be confused so, with Amy Grant's song El Shaddai. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, recently I've really been getting more into the Hebrew correlations of our faith, you know, as mm-hmm. Christians. But at the time, I wasn't that deep into it. And Honestly, what came to mind was it was the first week of lockdowns in New York. 
at the top of the pandemic and everyone's glued to their TVs watching the news. And all you hear are reports of dying. You hear all the stories of what's happening in Italy. You hear all the stories of what's happening overseas and how all of this is coming to New York City and like so many people are going to die. It's like a movie. Exactly, exactly. Except it was real life. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So I turned the news off and I, I just realized, oh, if I sit here day after day meditating on dying and all of all of the things that they're reporting, that's going to create more death than the actual pandemic. And then I got really scared and I went to my piano and instead of uh, instead of meditating on dying, I said, how about we meditate on El Shaddai? And I started calling out to El Shaddai from my piano. And I came up with all these phrases that rhymed, you know, we lift up our eyes, we rebuke suicide, we cast all care aside, we bow down our pride, rescue us from the tide, on your wings lift us high, in the dark be a light, we need you on our side, El Shaddai. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and this was, this was during the time that I had been doing so much writing for Kanye. So it was just like a easy kind of spin to like have a flow of all of these things that rhymed and then land on El Shaddai. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to meditate on El Shaddai instead of dying. So right. that was, yeah. that was, that was the whole, the whole thing. getting, getting something that people could really groove to and, um, while meditating on God. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, this next part, um, we what we like to do with our first-time guest, uh, kind of get to know you type thing, uh, it's called f- uh, Favorite Things. And so I'm just going to give you a word, and you give me your favorite um, thing from that word. And this is okay. where it can be a little divisive sometimes. You know, we get in heated arguments about our you know, favorite ice cream, things like that. So... <laughs> What is your favorite food? Hmm, my favorite food. I mean, I like Indian food. I like curry. Okay. It's probably Thai. Let's go with Thai. Yeah. Thai food. Do you have a favorite movie? Chronicles of Narnia. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All of them combined or like a day's worth of, of watching TV. <laughs> Oh, are there that many? You know, there's three or four, but they're like three hours a piece. I mean, they're long. Are you talking about Lord of the Rings? No, the Narnia series. Yeah, they're long. Yeah, I think there's three of them. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Well, I just know the one from like 2000. The original. Yeah. 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 OG. Uh, Do you have a show that you like to binge? No. No. I I don't like I can't I actually stay away from shows because I don't have t- time to binge <laughs> to spend diving into binging shows. So we had a comedian the other day and he goes I binge Jesus and we just started laughing <laughs> and then he goes okay the chosen if you want me to say something <laughs> <laughs> that would be a healthy one yeah yeah 
Uh, do you have a favorite artist of all time? You know, it would have to be like Aretha Franklin or Sister Rosetta Tharp. Okay. Um, also Whitney Houston. But like, <laughs> here's the reason. The reason is because these women crossed so many boundaries mm-hmm. and were in, in, in where they were able to sing the gospel. Yeah. They made it possible, not possible. They made it easier for me, yeah. you know, um, because they they negotiated their right to be able to authentically express themselves, and and in that authentic expression includes the gospel, even though they were in secular s- spheres, sure. secular spaces. And so um, I have just so much respect that, and I have, uh, I, I look up to them in terms of the way that they did it. Like sure. they're, they're the model of how it's been done. Is there a, someone that you would love to sing with like a dream duet? Probably Miss Lauren Hill. <laughs> now, funny story. Well, not a funny story, but uh, I was listening uh, to this with my son and he said, Danny, she sounds like the girl from Sister Act. And I said, yeah, Lauren Hill. Cause that, that's, that's who I, when I first heard you, I was like, man, she sounds a lot like Lauren Hill. Um, your style and just that, man, that voice. I was like, I would love for her to sing, uh, his eyes on the sparrow. But, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, do you have a favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, Black Forest. Okay. Is that what it's called? It's, it's like Cherry, or Cherry, Cherry yeah. Garcia. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a favorite podcast? Um, I like listening to... Um, what's that called? I haven't listened in a minute. Uh, it's from NPR. It's it's it they they interview entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's name is Guy Raz. Um, oh, how I built this. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Do you this. have a favorite Christian music podcast? Maybe. Uh, what is it called? The Christian Music Guys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, and the last one, do you have a favorite Bible verse? Mm, these days, my favorite Bible verse is Isaiah, found in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, which I shamedly have not memorized yet. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. Let's see. It says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. <laughs> Very simple. Yeah. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And my reasoning is because that's a specific promise that is attached only to weakness. Mm-hmm. So you might feel ashamed about being weak, but this is why Paul says to glory in weaknesses, because attached to our weakness is the promise of him giving us strength. 
Well, Glory Hour is out this Friday today when it, when this releases. So download it, stream it. Is this going to be on vinyl? Yep. Awesome. Absolutely. We love vinyl. Totally different sound on vinyl. So uh, besides that, wh- uh, how can our listeners keep up with you? And what else do you have coming up for the re- for the year? Yeah, well, I'm going on tour. I'll be on tour throughout the month of June. Um, a lot of West Coast dates, some some Midwest dates. And then we're coming back out in the fall, starting in September, where we do the East Coast and then go down to the South. And so, yeah, that's really exciting. And uh, probably we'll have my next album um, at the top of next year. Yeah. And so just... Just continuing to build momentum and and um, yeah, give the world this music, the, this sound of victory. Have you ever considered doing some Christmas music? Oh, I love Christmas music. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Even if it's I, just a few songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I actually did a Christmas EP with my brothers and sisters, and. Um, and yeah, and I've, I've always done Christmas projects. It's time for an official victory Christmas project, though. There we I, go. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Well, to wrap up, I'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life, maybe even recently, that would help build our listeners' faith. Yeah, I would say that it's attached to the scripture that I shared in that recently, you know, I felt feelings of being overwhelmed and feeling like I'm in over my head, you know. But I think that, that if you had a perfect grasp on everything, then it would be clear that you could just do it in your own strength. And if if you could do something in your own strength, I, I would say that you're living beneath the potential of what things could be because, because God is so much bigger than your strength. And he wants to see his power manifested, which means that... <laughs> You have to put yourself in positions where it's completely ridiculous that you would believe such a thing could come to pass. But like David, when he had all this reasoning when he went up against Goliath, it was had nothing to do with his own strength. It had everything to do with the strength of the living God right. of Israel. And, that's what he told. So, that's what he told the the giant. Exactly. <laughs> I don't come against you with the sword or whatever, but I come against you in the name of God. Yes, <laughs> the Holy One. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so that's um, that's really it. In that, it's okay that you're small. It's okay that you don't have all the armor and all the the big um, weaponry. Lean into into the weaponry of the Holy Ghost and uh, watch and behold how that is enough. That's good. 
Well, Victory, thank you so much uh, for chatting with me this evening. And Glory Hour is officially out today, Friday. Uh, stream it, uh, buy it um, on vinyl. Uh, what's your website? What's your social so people can can you know get yeah, a copy yeah. or uh, follow mm-hmm, you? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Victory Boyd, and then uh, VictoryBoyd.com is my website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Jacob. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Victory, for chatting with us. Be sure and subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review our podcast. It's much appreciated. Follow us on all social platforms at Christian Music Guys. Also go to ChristianMusicGuys.com. There you can find our blogs and all of our episodes. And if you've ever missed an episode, you can check them out. Thanks so much. We will see you next time. Bye.